And now we are going to talk a little bit about rugby league and concussion, the concussion rules moving ahead, what all this is going to mean, all these findings in the NRL. Paul Kent, you wrote a great article about it yesterday in the telly. Would you like to open up with this? Because you, you did make a comment earlier in the year that, I don't quite know how to put this, if the NRL was to end up into some kind of trouble over concussion, it wouldn't be the same as the NFL because they were kind of pre-warned. They had a lot of info. They, they were hiding evidence, Yeah, the NFL in America. They were eventually forced to pay out over a billion dollars compensation to former players. And a big part of that was because the NFL had uh, expert advice from the medical profession that concussions were causing the, the problems they saw in some of the players. They'd, and they'd long denied that. Very much like the tobacco industry for a long time, denied that tobacco caused lung cancer, smoking caused lung cancer, even though the, the, the tobacco industry had evidence that showed it did. The NFL was hiding evidence. The NRL has not hidden any evidence. They've just basically reacted straight on the back of straight on the back of uh, what's going on as far as you know the, the concussion debate overseas, and they're being led by that. So that's why we see all these head injury assessments and things like that now. Uh, but the argument is still out there whether we're doing enough. And uh, I wrote yesterday about two things. One is, is, is Martin Lang, who was, yeah, I call him the warrior of his generation. Uh, he played it tougher than anybody. Uh, and we all know, we all remember some of the concussions he endured. Uh, he seems to be in a good place now, but he put out a warning saying that he wouldn't be uh, recommending to people to play rugby league because there, there's still a thought which is quite damaging in many ways, but uh, and full credit for him being so honest. Um, th there's still a thought that, that players, uh, the punishment is not enough of a deterrent to stop people doing it. Um, and then second to that, if the game is going to continue, the game needs to find a way that we can actually, forget about NRL, we need to find a way that we can make the game almost separate from what it is in the NRL as far as, participation, junior football goes, so parents can feel safe that their kids can play this game and not be at risk of suffering uh, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy, uh, which is the the, uh, the symptom, the condition, uh, very much like Alzheimer's, that's coming on early in life for a lot of ex-footballers. Ex How do you say that word? I Mr. Snuffleupagus. I can't, <laughs> I can't get it out twice. Every, every time I try and say it, there's a walking case in, oh, wow. in the yeah. corner. Any, anyway, yeah, boys. No, but, you know, you know, and just to add on that, like, you know, and I agree with Martin, like, uh, he played really tough. But, <laughs> well, but when I was on the NRL board and then we had some papers come across our desk, and I think it was from the New South Wales University, the rugby league was the safest game to play till the age of 15. And when it's, you know, and then as damaging as what it is, is you might get a black eye, but every every little girl goes and plays netball, right? And then there's more long-term injuries, you know, with an knees uh, and ankles. Ankles yeah. and knees. Yeah, and that, I think there's, you know, like, and I think there's concussion thing, and we keep on talking about the NFL. We can't compare apples with apples because that is, because they've got helmets and they used to use them as, as like weapon, Gordon, weapons in the Gordon, day. Gordon, a concussion is is a concussion no matter how it's suffered. Boys, while we talk about that, let's bring in one of our special guests today. He played uh, over 170 NRL games for Cronulla and Penrith. Of course, he played eight games for Queensland as well. And he is tr truly one of the greats of the modern game. His name is Martin Lang, and he joins us on Sunday, Triple M NRL. Martin, welcome. 
Good afternoon, guys. Mate, I'll hand you straight over to Kenny, who's got a couple of questions for you in this area. So uh, good to have your sure. time this afternoon, Paul. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Langers. I just want to ask you, mate, about... Uh, obviously, uh, I picked up on, on something you wrote earlier this week on social media, and yep. uh, uh, it was essentially a, a warning to the game and a, uh, it's an unhappiness that the game is not doing enough still to treat these incidences uh, the right way? Oh, most certainly. Look, I, I honestly, look, I, I, my belief is back when I was playing, and, and even well before that, the punishment didn't act as an appropriate deterrent for that, for that sort of, as I mentioned in that post, uh, deliberate foul play. So, and I sort of probably thought you'd like to have thought that might have changed a little bit with, it, with all the uh, media coming out with information regarding CTE and whatnot. But obviously, um, there's still inconsistencies there, isn't there, because of the Slater-Soliola case. So and no, no, no disrespect to him. I mean, th- th- these yeah. things do happen. But the bottom line is, as we all know, he should have been sent off. And probably, what did he get? Four or five weeks. That might have been a little bit lean in hindsight, given the tackle was sort of late and off the ball and sort of high swing arm, all those sorts of things. So that's what I was just coming out. I was just, and I just think the NRL sort of are certainly putting themselves in a vulnerable, vulnerable position with regards to sort of future litigation. Yeah, one of the most distressing things that came out of the whole Billy Slater, Sue Soliola incident was the evidence tendered at the judiciary that Billy had lost two weeks of memory, including that State of Origin game. Yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? I mean, look, I'll be honest, the concussions, but it's one thing with concussion. I mean, um, there's there's all sorts of sort of symptoms and, and whatnot. That didn't happen with me. I remember getting knocked out sometimes and I sort of wouldn't, you know, you'd have severe headaches for days, and other times you wouldn't. You might get nausea straight after the after the blow to the head. So they are all different, and I don't know what the reason is behind that. Whether it's the position, like the point of the sort of head that is made contact with the arm or whatnot, but I just um, that is awful news to hear that. Marty, how many times did you get concussion or knocked out through your career? Do you remember? Ah. Uh. Look, I know, Kenny, and it was a well-written article yesterday too, mate, by the way, but I mean, look, I think possibly knocked unconscious, yeah, maybe 10 to 12 times. Then, Gordon, as you know, there's a lot of times yeah. that um, you might get what they now classify as concussion that we never told anybody about. Like, you might, yeah. you know, like, just you, know, you get a bit of a hit to the head and you sort of get up and you, you can't stand up straight or, you know, you yeah. sort of, yeah. um, you don't really know get what's the, going on. The old-fashioned wobbly minutes. boot. So, so bang yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that's defined as concussion. So. Yeah. Mate, I, I, <laughs> I'd hate to think how many times that happened. So, yeah. so bangers, uh, it, it's good to you, mate. How are you? Tell Thanks you, for mate. coming on. Look, uh, that's okay. It, uh, basically, so you're concerned a little bit in relation to the NRL and you know them providing a deterrent for foul play. What about just in regular play, in re- regular contact? And that's basically what you and Gordon are talking about now. The amount of times that players, you know, they get their bell rung, so to speak. What can the NRL do about that? Not, not much at all. Not much at all. But I really do think, as I said, that they just, they just need to. I was watching one of the football shows this morning, and even they, these are all these tackles that are happening sort of off the ball, and our playmakers like Jonathan Thurston and, and, and these sorts of guys. I, and that late one that happened with, in the Brisbane Broncos game um, the other night, I, I really just do think they need to clean that area up. I mean, especially given they know what they know with regards to chronic traumatic encephalopathy and, and all these sorts of things. So. Look, it's it's just I I just really think, like um, I think Gordon actually said in a newspaper article this morning, yeah, you yeah. cannot. We all choose we all choose to play the game. It's a contact sport, and if you choose to play, there are going to be injury. There there is going to be injuries, but 
I do I do believe um, I just think the NRL sort of said, you've got James McManus and these sorts of people coming out I, I really do think they could do a whole lot more what Kenny either Kenny or um, Todd Greenberg said in that article yesterday was a good point actually I've been very critical about the NRL but the thing is you need to market junior football I think differently to the way you market the NRL and look that might not be good for getting I mean obviously kids watch the NRL they want so they want to become like them but I think to get parents to allow their children especially the kids under the age of 10 where the parents still literally have some say I think you really need to sort of uh, market as a different safe type game yeah. not as this brutal collision sport that we market the NRL as and that's what the the NRL are looking at that they've got Brian Canavan out doing a study or being involved in a study at the moment and he's mm. expected to deliver that uh, before the season is over, hopefully have things in place ne- next year. The thing I want to ask you, mate, is I had this argument with, with Iken the other night on 360, and yeah. I, I, I saw his point where we had a five-week penalty the other night for, for mm. Sir Soliola, and uh, we all know the repercussions of that. Uh, but given given the tackle in itself, take away the, the after effect of what happened to Billy Slater, given the tackle itself, that was fairly standard. That, that was about average for that sort of tackle. But I'm wondering, do you think we need to go away as a game and over the summer readjust our penalty system whereby what we say now is a five-week penalty has now become, say, a 10-week penalty. And what what in the past was a two-week penalty now becomes a six-week penalty. So there there is a greater deterrent there for people to take the risk when they hit somebody late or up around the shoulders where there's a, a small possibility of that, uh, yeah, that it might slip up and hit them high and, and, and result in a high tackle. Oh, most certainly. I think they have to. I think they have to. And I mean, as much as the sort of um, the clubs at the time will jump up and down about it and as how it's unfair and they're, you know, some of their leading players, are, they're, they're sort of rubbed out for 10 weeks and whatnot, I really do think um, the NRL has no choice. I mean, knowing what, as I said, knowing what we know about this CTE, if, this, if they don't do something, it's going to leave them in a, um, as I said in that post the other day, they could literally implode if they're not careful. That's my honest opinion. I mean, it's so. Um, you don't think that the steps, sorry, Martin, like with yeah. with um, <clears throat> the concussion going off and getting the test now, and you have got an inner, or oh, there's a doctor, there's always someone on a sideline reviewing every tackle. Um, do you don't think that that's enough? And obviously, you know, with the medical staff, because I remember when I first come in, there was one doctor. Well, now you seem to have a couple of doctors. You know, there's physios, there's everybody yeah. sort of hanging around. Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely a step in the right direction, Gordon. And that's what I was saying. I thought it had really started to improve up until. Um, uh, up until the tackle last week, and I just and I just think, I mean, even the, again in that Broncos game, that I thought it was a dog shot. One of the other commentators sort of basically um, said that as well with <coughs> regards to that. Um, I, I won't even talk about the players involved. I don't want to come on and start criticising players, but it's just I, I like that. That possibly that that was I thought he got away with that at the time, and I just think the NRL have. They have a. Um, I, I really do think with the Slater um, incident, they had a. a sort of a perfect opportunity to make a just, you know, have their stamp on it, and they didn't do so. You know, I just think. But I just want to say one thing with CTE as well. The jury is still out with regards to, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people in general society that suffer from mental illness and depression and all these sorts of things. And the only thing with CTE is it can only be done posthumously. posthumously. So basically until, as I said, I know Kitty said in that, in that article the other day about the... Um, 
I mean, it was all to concern families. Those those tests in the United States were done on players that they believed had it. Yep. Um, but we don't fully know until, unfortunately, until the player passes away, whether he definitely had that or not. So I just don't even want to get too carried away with that just yet. But, yeah, it's def- a definite concern. All right, Sunday Triple M NRL. If you just joined us, we're speaking to Martin Lang around the issue of concussion in rugby league. Gordon Tallis, Ryan Girdler and uh, Paul Kent. Yeah, Marty, the, uh, the signs that, as you talked about the other day, the NFL, uh, the, there was a study done in America at Boston University, uh, 202 mm. players, high school players, college players and NFL players were tested. They were all, obviously, as you said, they came from the, the bodies of those men because you, the test can't be done while the, the person is, is still alive. Now, of the yes. 202, 110, 111 were NFL players, former NFL players, and of the 111, 110 were found to have CTE on the brain. Now, now for people who don't know what CTE is, CTE is, a, is a basically a, a buildup of protein on the brain, called a protein called tau, T-A-U, and that protein is most commonly found and previously had only been found in people suffering Alzheimer's. That's generally the... The, the 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 protein that brings on Alzheimer's now the the concern for, uh, for just before you go on how, and how is that created on the brain through concussions well well they believe that the the injury to the brain because the, a concussion is caused by the brain crashing into the skull yep so it's like a uh, scar tissue is it's it? like it's almost like a scar tissue I'm not quite sure how. it is mate, it, it's a it's a build up and what it does the CTE it basically affects a part of your brain called your called your amygdala so what that is it, that affects your sort of emotion it's, it's your emotions and fear and whatnot and that's what you'll see a lot of I don't know in the concussion movie you see players that's you know you, you, you know become abusive and sort of depressed and all these sorts of um, all these sorts of things because that part of the brain mm. is the one that's particularly sort of affected yeah it, it choke up the brain so the protein gets in the brain and where you have all these neural pathways where your your brain talks to itself and, and passes along the neural pathways basically the, yeah, the, to give you an example of what it means it's like pouring cement down a, a, a pipe so the pipe no longer is clean and, and runs efficiently mm-hmm. and there's just cement down there that either blocks it totally or makes it very difficult to, to pass through. So that, mm. that's that's a, a layman's term. Yep. Now, they have only found this protein. You can only test for it in, in, the, in the, the brain of a cadaver. Uh, and, and we can't find that until, you know, there's no test at the moment, although they're, they're experimenting various tests to do that. But the, the, the problem with it is it's irreversible. That's that's the issue. So it's not like a, a player, a former player, could be showing signs of it uh, at yeah. 45. And okay, go and take this drug, and you'll be okay. Once the signs are there, it just all, all we can be certain. Well, all well, they can be certain. It's progressive, isn't it? It's, it's progressive. progressive. It, it just gets, gets worse. worse. It just really? gets, yeah, it gets and it can and it it, it gets is worse. Is it carcinogenic? It's very much. Uh, is that the only big word you know? That's why you're jumping. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it? Can, is it no, can it's it not can, cancer. No, it's not a cancerous type. Drug. No. no, it's an Alzheimer's. It's a memory thing. It, it affects your personality. It affects your behaviour. It affects your, your your mood. Players often get depressed. It's very much like Alzheimer's. You forget where you are. Forget forget things, and it gets worse and worse and worse. All right, Sunday Triple M NRL. It's thanks to Brides Lose. Just before you go, Marty Lang. Uh, now, mate, you're living on the beautiful Gold Coast. Now, you're heading to the Titans game this afternoon. I certainly am. I'm taking my children to the game this afternoon, so I um, oh, it should be great. We're um, 26 degrees up here and, and sunny, so it's it 25 be down here, bangers. So 25 mate, in Sydney today, brother. Don't know, worry about that. I know. I, I hear. The thing <laughs> is, Langy, we we hear all these stories about you know Southeast Queensland being AFL 
uh, country. Mate, you'd argue that, wouldn't you? That's rugby league territory, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, anywhere around there. Oh, look, it is, and especially the fact that the Gold Coast Suns can't seem to win a game. That certainly, um, that it certainly does the, the Gold Coast Titans a bit of a favour, doesn't it? I mean, but I mean, it's um, it is it's rugby league. I don't know so much about the Gold Coast, but certainly up in Brisbane and North mm. Queensland. I mean, geez, it's rugby league all the way, isn't it? But uh, Gold Coast being a bit of a transient sort of population, few Victorians and sort of Kiwis up up here. So yeah, we've got to keep uh, working at it. I think, mate, do you still enjoy watching the football, given given your thoughts on this and and the way the game is played now? Yeah, most certainly. I um, I, I probably don't watch a lot of football, but I, I, in saying that, I probably watch one to two games a week. So it's, um, yeah, look, I, I'll be honest. The, the fact that all, all this sort of um, the, the media coming out about all the, the concussions and whatnot, that doesn't have any effect over my enjoyment of the game. But it's just, um, yeah, I... Um, just it's getting the time these days to probably watch as much football as I'd like to, I guess. Do you have any concerns moving forward? For myself? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, not really. I mean, at, at this stage of my life, it doesn't appear to be... I mean, I, I do believe... I know they say you can sort of start striking at any time, but I, I don't believe... Um, I think my brain is pretty much what it was when I retired. I don't yeah. see. I don't think it's. Um, I don't see any sort of generation happening just as yet. So, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, though, girls, there's nothing I can really do about it. No, is that's there? right. So, no. why worry over mm. something you can't do anything about? Good point. And, and that's the other thing that they have found too in, in the studies is there's no rhyme or reason about some players have a lot. Did get a lot of. I'm talking NFL players here. Did get a lot of concussions, but seem to have mm. no effects. Where some got what you would consider uh, mild concussions and did have effects. So, and, Kenny, like, and the thing is on that, yeah. and the thing is on that, as we know, with players, especially with the transition after players retire, you don't know how many of these guys who were tested or who they think have CTE, they might have, you know, they might have high anxiety or they might be getting depression mm, regardless yeah. of whether they've ever had concussion or not because they're struggling to cope with life after football. So mm. like we said, there's, a, there's you know... Um, it really is a fairly sort of grey area. All right. Well, look, we'll let you go, Martin. Always good to catch up with you, mate, and all the very best. And I hope you and the young bloke enjoy the Titans game this afternoon. We will. Thanks very much, guys. Good See on you, bangers. mate. Martin Lang joining us on Sunday Triple M NRL. As usual, it's thanks to Bryden's lawyers with Gordon Tallis, Paul Kent, Ryan Girdler and Anthony Maroon.